0: Jake Milne, William Insulation Company.
1: Bailey, you're next, go ahead, sir.
2: Bailey Midkiff, WIC.
1: Thank you very much for joining the program here today. Boy, I tell you, it is certainly some different times right now. A lot of people are working from their homes, transitioning, but again, when it comes to the oil and gas industry, so much energy is needed to keep the ventilators going, to keep the hospitals going, to keep the trucks moving from point A to point B, Not only that, we need the plastics in order to put on the testing kits and the vaccines, all kinds of different things that the petroleum industry is needed for. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But I do like to start off the conversation anytime nowadays to find out what level of business people are engaged in. Are they open? Are they working normal hours? That sort of thing. So, Jake Milne, Bailey Midkiff, thank you for joining us today. First of all, talk to me about uh, what's going on in your guys' world in terms of your office and your business activity.
0: Well, uh, you know, it's it, at first it didn't seem like there was going to be much change. You know, with uh, most of our projects being in the energy sector right now, uh, we weren't expecting too much of a change. Over the last week, though, uh, you know, we, we've put out our – Coronavirus uh, notice to our associates, clients, uh, as well as our guidelines to employees. Um, we've locked the office front door. Uh, no one gets in without an appointment, or uh, you know, and we got a notice up there. If you're feeling symptomatic, then you aren't coming in here, and then uh, you know looking at what our clients and vendors are saying that they're going to do, making sure that we're relaying that to our field people and, and following all the procedures that are being put in place. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're down to three people in the office right now. Uh, everyone else is working from home. The CEO is coming in for a couple hours a day. Um, that's about it. You know, earlier this week, we, the last week, they, uh, one project down in Evanston, Wyoming. They put in some procedures, and um, you know we thought, okay, this is, this project's going to keep going. Well, then they uh, decided on Monday or Tuesday this week that they were going to shut down the project and uh, and reevaluate after April first. Um, got another client that's uh, in between Rollins and Casper that uh, they had a a, a two week turnaround that uh, is now reduced to three days they found out earlier this week that they had uh, two employees that operators that were uh, diagnosed with the coronavirus so they're looking into that and and, you know making sure that our employees didn't come into contact with them Um, we've since suspended work there until further notice Uh, you know that everyone's holding tight onto their their wallets you know we've we've been worried about other projects being canceled but as of right now as far as our our oil field type work that stuff's still in motion um emergency stuff is is still being attended to all the uh other turnarounds we have planned are are going forward as normal but uh our bigger projects is is where we're seeing everyone kind of sitting back holding tight to their cash and and waiting to see how this all turns out before they issue any POs. You know, we've got several verbal awards out there that well, we're just waiting for uh, waiting to see what happens before we actually allocate the money because they don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, trying to continue business as usual. Uh, Bailey is with his uh, his uh, travels to all these different places. Uh, he's not allowed at the office for right now till. Uh, till things settle down and and um you know just uh trying to continue to to work with our clients and and meet the needs of all of our associates that we deal with uh but it's significantly impacted the way that we are doing business that's for sure
1: bailey i know that you're kind of like like jake said you you get out there you're the traveling guy you got a I don't know if you're a caged bird right now, or if you're still running a few meetings here and there or what, but uh, talk to me about how your life has been impacted.
2: You know, I am actually on the road right now. And with everything going on, um, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be very cautious at least. Yeah. I'm not uh, stir crazy. Uh, I'm out and about, but you know, it really just boils down to respecting your, your clients the best you can. I mean, I try to ensure I have a meeting Uh, some people you can't get a hold of and I think a lot of that probably is those individuals are at home or you know in a secured environment where they're so busy on the phone it's kind of hard to address that I mean the phone calls before probably tripled right so the communication we have now is way different I you know even if I can do like a virtual visit or anything, we're open to any ideas with all our clients. But if I can get a meeting, I absolutely go. Now I'm in healthy condition right now. So obviously that's not an issue, but you know, the humbling factor of, you know, all the health concerns, I'm really watching it and it's crazy to see. So, you know, obviously we've got connecting States that have a lot of cases and they're taking extreme measures to force individuals, you know, to stay home, uh, wyoming hasn't seen that yet and i will tell you this the traffic's pretty normal Uh, i was at walmart this morning to get some groceries before i headed out and uh it was still busy they were stocking the shelves uh yesterday alone i went down a a renowned road in the powder river basin uh, ross road and there was more traffic on that gravel road with you know the oil and gas operations happening there than there was on i-25 to get to it
0: you know if I can speak to that point, I seen on uh, Facebook, they uh, some company came out with a, a grading system on how well each state is doing on their social distancing, and they said Wyoming's got an F, and I seen everyone complaining about it, and like, come on, people, get it together. But if you actually read the article, it said, you know, well, first of all. Everyone lives very rurally in Wyoming for the most part, you know. For, for example, me, if I wanted to go get a loaf of bread from the store, it'd take me a half hour, 15-minute drive there, 15-minute drive back. And that's if I don't run into slow-ups at the store. So, And they said in the report that this is a skewed report. And on top of that, you got to realize, you know, I was thinking about the day they sent that out on Tuesday, Monday before. I'd done 300 miles worth of driving. And uh, it's based off cell phones and how much travel there is. And, I, you know, a greater majority of our state is based on the energy sector, and, which is an essential service. So, you know, a lot of us are still out there working, and it's been up to the individual companies to decide, you know, what roles are essential to be out there in the field.
1: Have you guys had you know, any sort of government edict yet as far as stay home or any warnings or anything like that?
2: they've requested it yeah i i think the the major one is just verbally if you can stay home please do which i totally agree i mean if if you have the capabilities to do everything you can remotely at your house secure away from individuals with you know social separation at hand i think you should but i obviously just like jake said heck just some of the stuff you know if you've got a (laughs) i mean some people are worse than the 30 minutes you know it we're the least populated state with a lot of ground to cover.
1: You know, I find it pretty interesting. I'm kind of, I'm looking for a specific story on the online here that talks about your neighboring state, Colorado. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because I I know you do business down there and I know you have a lot of colleagues down there as well. And the governor came out last year and declared a war on oil and gas. He's been very public about it to the tune to where he's flat out said, we're going to shut it down. Well, now when this coronavirus comes in, Colorado is, is a hotbed right now as far as, it's one of the top states for, for issues. And the list of essential businesses has oil and gas in there. And to me, I, I, I understand there's a, there's a time and place for everything. But at the same time, I am seeing headlines that is demonizing oil and gas because of the inactivity of people saying that, look, see, this is an example of what climate change and this and that, and so it, it it's out there is what I'm getting at. I just don't understand I mean, how the media hasn't pointed that out, that the governor who's trying to end an industry now says it's essential for people's lives. Go on, sorry. But look
2: at it this way. Governor Polis, two days ago, called for 50% reduction in non-essential business, uh, in-person work, and uh you know they listed the critical infrastructures and you just nailed it one of them was oil and gas operations now as of yesterday they did the stay at home initiation where you know you you have to stay at home unless you are you know fit the critical infrastructure i think it was like fuel supply transmission oil and gas operations public water there was a bunch you know hotels i think was another one obviously there were some big ones there so it it's so funny you say that and I think it boils down to one thing and this is my personal opinion then I'll let Jake spill his I think that we're taking the high road we could immediately take this information and be like oh well now we're not the bad guys anymore no discussion but I, I don't think we'd be gaining any ground there either I think it's it's terrible this happened and I'm worried about the people with their health and their well-being but it's really shown a highlight on wow okay maybe they shouldn't have attacked us but at the same point i don't think it's going to go away because you can't spend all these years attacking an industry and then when this is done take it all back Jig. sorry about that i had to answer the phone i'm the only one at
0: the office right now uh
1: oh by um, all means i can comment if you need to get to that that's no problem that's that's By by the way, welcome to Living the Crude Life, folks. We got multiple interviews going on, multiple people. Jake's there cutting deals. Boy, I tell you, it isn't bad.
0: (laughs) You know, talking about Colorado, uh, my mother lives over in in Johnstown. It's uh, to the southeast of Loveland. And she called me concerned yesterday about this stay at home order. uh, You know, but it's, I think it's, probably a smart move what they're doing down there just because it is a hot spot and you know they uh i was talking with our senior project manager earlier today about it and he, when they tried doing this a day or two ago uh there's hundreds of people lined up at the the pot stores and the alcohol stores and you know all these essential stores <laughs> and so then they shut that down and because you know then now you got hundreds of people congregated trying to get their fix while they're going to be stuck at home and uh so i think it's a good thing that they've done it um but on on respect to the environmental side of it i've seen those also where they're saying oh look now that everything's shut down look at how this area is flourishing uh I disagree. What it is is that uh, it's flourishing because the people aren't there. It's not the oil and gas. It's not the energy side of things. It's it's people. You know, that's just like when I go hunting in the fall, I, I hunt the wilderness. Last thing I want to see when I go up there is where someone forgot to take their uh, track out or get rid of a fire ring up there. You know, That's what that is about. Is That's why I hunt there so that I'm not around a bunch of different people. And that's just people not being there you know, if people aren't there the animals are going to come back and uh not politicizing it is the is the biggest thing not politicizing it and, and it's uh shameful that that uh, some people are taking advantage of this and uh you know using it to an advantage to to push their agenda forward in the middle of a tragedy
1: You know, I was trying to look for the news story that listed the different essential businesses and critical infrastructure, and I couldn't find any news stories, so I had to go to the governor's original letter where it lists it there, um, oil and gas production field operators, operations. And just even that kind of stinks because... They're listing cannabis, they're listing liquor stores, they're listing all these different things and all the other media outlets out there that I'm looking at, and and they're not listing any of this other stuff. They're even listing hotels and things like that. And it's just, the framework of it is just remarkable to me and it just never ends. And so I just wanted to take an opportunity to just say, listen, the oil and gas industry is really doing a lot to help heal and fight the corona epidemic from the diesel in the trucks delivering things from the power that's generating the hospitals to the plastics that's protecting the different testing kits and the vaccines that are coming have you guys thought about that as as far as how much the energy industry specifically the oil and gas is healing and fighting this corona epidemic
0: i've thought about it quite a bit you know and and we've been talking over the last couple of weeks is, you know, what, first of all, we've got the low oil prices and the uh, issues with OPEC, right? And now we've got this and it's like, you know, we're all worried about it. Um, however, when I, when, the, when it all comes back, I think it's going to come back in a storm and, and we're going to see the, the economy come back maybe better than what it was before this happened. Um, but one thing that i've that we've discussed as far as targeting clients and and looking at certain projects and and you know what what is volatile and what what do we want to chase what do we not want to chase yeah we're going to keep chasing this stuff but if there's certain operators where it's like well this guy's shutting everything down like uh, i was told yesterday and shoots is shutting everything down in the state of wyoming waiting for this oil price to come back and and the coronavirus stuff to settle down uh, you know, so that's probably not one we're going to be chasing right now. We, we'll still stay in contact, but uh, we know that there's not a whole lot we can do for them at this point in time. But thinking about on the plastic side of things and the chemicals and there's a grassroots plant that's going to be going up in Wyoming's uh, chemical plant. And it's like, well, I have a pretty good idea that that one's going to move forward because there's going to be a higher demand for the for the chemicals that they're planning to produce. So, you know, I've thought about it. What are your thoughts, Bailey?
2: Absolutely. And honestly, one thing that surprised me and, you know, having my history and track record of being in the industry and being, you know, multiple generations in it, Riley Sassy is a funny one I should bring up. He posts every day an item on LinkedIn that uh, he thanks you know, oil and gas for essentially making happen. And I've, I hate to admit it, there's been two items over the past two months that I didn't even think about or realize. So, I mean, that's something to keep in mind, too. You know, everybody automatically goes to the, you know, fuel and, you know, a quart of oil. But there's so much more. I mean, in all this panic, I think the only two things that are getting sold that don't have petrochemicals in them are fruits and toilet paper.
1: I got to be <laughs> honest. That,
2: I, I pointed out.
1: I didn't even know hand sanitizer had petroleum products in it. I knew that the container it came in did, but I thought hand sanitizer was primarily alcohol and, and, and uh, a, f- a few natural products, that sort of thing. But even hand sanitizer has petroleum products in it. I like to try to point out to people as much as I can that from the stats I've read, 92% of our everyday items have petroleum products in it from the toothpaste that we brush our teeth with to the toothbrush we brush our teeth with. They have petroleum products in it. So when you think about the cosmetics to the toothbrush to the, you know, think about, you know, a a, a hypodermic needle, everything from the actual chamber of the needle to the plastic that it comes in. I mean, all kinds of different things that people just don't realize on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not trying to be some champion for the oil and gas industry when I say this. All I'm trying to do is say, let's just, before we get crazy, realize what we're talking about. Before we start trying to, you know, become a governor of a state and try to ban an industry, a couple months later, turn around and say they're so essential, we need them out there. Uh, and And then he turns around and tells everybody to stay home so nobody else dies. I mean, this dude out of Colorado is using sensationalism language like I've never seen before from that type of a position it just it scares me when politicians get to that extreme talk and he's and he's one of them he's definitely one of them I do want to transition over to your state a little bit uh with kind of what's going on in the world of oil and gas state of Wyoming uh Bailey I know you got some background in politics with with your family and everything so I might just I might just start with you on this there's been a lot of uh, talk about the state buying up mineral leases and even to buying up some in Utah and in Colorado. I see the pros and cons on that, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, anytime states are buying up mineral leases in the oil and gas world, I like to get opinions on what people think. Like I said, there's pros and cons to it, but um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on the state buying up? It's the biggest uh, purchase since I think Alaska is what they said.
2: It is. And uh, I mean, the acreage alone, and I, I've read it a hundred times and I wish I could read it off, but it is a large chunk of property. It's a mass buy. I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's almost as if, though, they sat down as a state and said, OK, you know, our government as a whole is running the United States like a business, like we should have done. And they must have thought, well, how can we make the next big move as a state to run it as a business? And I mean, why not? It's absolutely an amazing concept. But being a realist, I hate to admit it, it's kind of scary because if you allow the state to do that, what does it open up for other states and, you know, our state alone to do next? I mean, if this thing does happen, you know, is it is it really something we should let any form of government be allowed to do and or get involved in? I, that's, that's a tough question, right? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of opinions, and like you said, I mean, there's a lot of pros and cons. And if you really dig into it, you can point out the factual information of why it's a pro, and you can point out the factual information on why it's a it's a con decision. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's absolutely brilliant, and I never saw it coming.
1: I'm and really, I think of some crazy ideas. I, I'm glad you brought up the vein you did because that that is my one concern, and I do think it does need to be talked about, and it's not a popular topic, which is when the government gets into business where does it stop because exactly my biggest competitor is the government in terms of if i'm going after a marketing dollar between between the uh, public schools and the park districts and um the government's trying to get different monies in here and there for their economic developments and everything else like that my and, and they're wrapping buses and you know putting up a. Uh, signs on billboards out at scoreboards and things. My biggest competitor is the government by a long shot, but nobody ever talks about that. Uh, When I look at even in the state of North Dakota, they've got several water companies now. And I know in Texas, the farmers don't like hearing that because the people in North Dakota didn't, but the state got in the water business. So it it is kind of disturbing when you see states getting into different businesses and picking and choosing where they're going to go after different market share um because most people don't see it that way they don't see it that way at all they look at it as oh the government's just helping people well one guy in georgia once told me the only power the government has is to make you homeless <laughs> And I thought about it, and I went, you know, that's a good point. There's a lot of truth behind that, actually. And so, it anyway. really is. Hey, hey, Jake, what do you think about Wyoming getting this big, uh, uh, you know, share? Like I said, there's pros and cons to it, and right now, this is just an opinion. So nobody's going to hold you to it. In fact, you can even change your opinion later.
0: Absolutely, that's the the greatest part about it, right? Well, you know, one thing that uh, I just looked it up—it's a million acres of land and 4 million acres of mineral rights. Is it
2: more than uh, Colorado?
0: No, it, uh, looking at the map now, it looks like it's all basically spanning from, uh, the park city, Utah area all the way down. I 80 and, uh, looks like reaches over to, uh, Rollins area and starts heading South. And there's a little bit in Colorado, a little not, bit. not yeah. near as much. Um, I honestly think, you know, why not? Why not let them do it? Because first of all, they're not going to, de- you know, just use this land for only that. And then there's going to be other land where they're going to be able to, to transfer rights from here to there and open up things for sportsmen's and, and, uh, things of that nature. But the other thing is, is it's, it's opening us up to be able to drill there, create new leases. Um, you know, it, it could be great. I agree that there's some downsides to it. Uh, there's going to be some pissed off ranchers in the area. I'm sure when, when it does blow up, if it does, but, uh, all in all, if it's, uh, if it's helping our industry move forward, then I'm all about it. Uh, but that's why we got our checks and balances and, and, uh, we got to make sure we got the right people in the government that, uh, our elected officials are going to work for the, for the community and, and not for the special interests. Right. So, that's my short opinion on it. And I haven't read the whole article. I've, I've uh, read clippings of it here and there. but um,
1: I will mention I this, we can... and, and we can save this topic for a different day um, because it is it, it could turn into a whole different uh, dialogue, and, and I don't want to lose focus a little bit. But I do want to give you both a homework assignment, and we'll reconvene on this particular thing. In the state of North Dakota, we've got foreign companies that have been fracking for a decade at least. In the state of Texas, they've got foreign companies not only fracking, but they're building petrochemical plants down in Corpus Christi. Same thing down in Lake Charles, Louisiana. When you've got to pay $15 for natural gas in Europe and it's free or three bucks here in the U.S., a lot of foreign companies are deciding to build over here we just went through a big energy independence campaign and, and you know America First and all these other things. But at the same time, the reality is that we are living in a global economy. So if, if the idea behind a state is to come in and kind of be a bridge or a holder for those minerals for the next private person, it very well could be a foreign company. And that's something I think people need to consider. And I think that we're at the point now Where the global marketplace is so here now that we have to start thinking like that. And it's not a popular thought. It's not because we like to think we're protecting America and everything. But like I said, it's been, you know, there's companies from China fracking in North Dakota. I mean, so it's nobody likes to talk about that, but that's that's this, that's that is the reality. So that is just something, you know, again, we don't know what's happening yet. This is all speculation, this is all just our opinion. And we're at a point right now where everything is on the table. I mean, I, I got another topic for you guys. I've seen headlines about nationalizing oil. I can't even believe that's showing up in the headlines. But that is more proof that everything is on the table right now because we're in such different times. So I don't know. What what do you guys thought about? Should should topics even be talked about anymore or should we not be talking about things because it's we're in such un, uh, unpredictable
0: times? So, I mean, Go ahead, Bailey. Uh,
2: it's going to be talked about if we don't. So, you know, I'd Amen. rather you know, us get in front of it and then instead of wait for everybody else to bring it up and then be behind it.
1: And, and that's why I wanted to bring up that foreign company example because that's, that is part of the conversation I haven't heard anybody talk about yet. And I don't know if we're even ready to have that conversation because I think some people might be still pretty passionate about that.
0: You know, I think... Uh, If foreign companies want to come here and drill uh, why not do it but do not make it easier for them than it is for an American owned company Uh, you know let's do the same thing that they do to us when when our companies go over there require them for example in Mexico uh, we were looking at a a large refinery project two years ago and we were about to go all in on it and then uh, they told us everything from superintendent and below has to be uh, locally hired and it's like well no superintendent and above needs to be our people or we can't guarantee a successful project so we ended up backing away from it so I think things like that you know make sure that if the foreign companies coming in that they're putting local work to help uh, get things going and, and employing the, the local communities. Furthermore, uh, you know, when we go over there, we pay higher taxes. Uh, Mexico's a, a perfect example. They got the gringo tax. If you own something in Mexico, you pay 30% higher than anyone else that, that owns anything there. If you bring a piece of equipment across the border, it is uh, getting taxed. Um, you know, so as so long as we're protecting the national interests and not making it easy for people to come exploit our great American capitalistic system, then I think it's great. Why not? Uh, but again, let's, let's keep a America first. Let's, let's push that agenda. And, and, uh, if someone wants to come here and make some money, why not? But let's just make sure that the United States is, is getting their fair share and, and uh, you know, don't want to gouge anyone, but, uh, that's the name of the game, right? That's capitalism.
1: Right on. And good points there. And like I said, that's definitely, we're going to have to revisit this topic at another time because it's, uh boy, that you could probably do an, a week-long show just based on that because it, there's so many angles to it. And, and like you say, the tax part of it. And I think most people are cool with it, you know. Let's just keep the money circulating, keep people working, keep everything moving along. And most people are going to be happy for the most part, so. Hey Bailey, um, talk to me about who your customer is, who what you guys are looking for for some work and etc. Because that's one of the big reasons why I'm bringing people on the program is to you know give an opportunity to let people know, hey, we're still open, we're still you know looking for business, and we can, we you know we might not do it for a few weeks, but we want to get something on the books.
2: I think the big thing is a lot of incense stuff, you know, with everything happening and you know there are people getting sick and having to minimize. The the amount of individuals that are working someplace like maintenance projects, uh, power plants, refineries, asphalt plants, chemical plants, uh, paper mills, all kinds of industries, you know, that may need a group of people to come in to help because they can't cover that as well as, you know, the projects that are getting ready to kick off, you know, ensuring that we're there to help them put together a good concept with the right people. There's there's no reason why we they should maximize all the projects they have with a low headcount when we can come in and help support that Uh, in, in every state too. I mean, if we can make it applicable, I mean, even if Colorado, you know, with all the issues they have, we're more than willing, we'll properly, you know, manage our health and safety, but it's just a straight shot interstate drive to go assist on, you know, tank batteries, uh, anything they may have.
1: Jake, how about you from your perspective? What what are you looking for over the next few months, you know, in terms of, getting business on the books and you know is there any specific customers that you know that you guys are looking to add in the next year
0: well absolutely we're always trying to uh to get new msas and and form new partnerships um uh, as far as the specifics i don't want to get into that but uh (laughs) you know we we are uh
1: come on give us your business plan here come on
0: (laughs) we're we're trying to be conservative jason (laughs) 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 <laughs> we're uh we're looking at the uh monitoring the oil and gas uh side of things you know we're we're try- doing our best to to help that uh, those partnerships out and uh just watching and, and kind of getting their feelings and as to where things are going where they expect them to be in the next few months and and year um i, I think that on that side of things just as they are pulling back on the the spending and the projects we're uh, we're we're doing the same, uh, to an extent, you know, we're, we're still finishing up the projects. We got, we're looking at the projects that are, that are still on the books and, and going at those full force, but we're, we're looking at, uh, other options also. Um, just in the last couple of weeks, we've been bidding on, uh, sugar plants in North Dakota, um, paper plants in Idaho. Um, got a, uh, uh, alkali plants here in wyoming that we're looking at so you know we're we're kind of we're paying real close attention to the energy market but looking out at all these other places that we can serve and and uh trying to make sure that we get a good backlog two months ago i would have told you this probably was going to be our best year yet right now it's kind of up in the air we don't know which way it's going to go uh the one you know the project over in powell wyoming it's not a significantly large project but it was a project we were really looking forward to and uh you know that one right now yep you guys got the job but uh we're holding on to the po until uh things settle down uh that's an oil and gas project so we've got to conform to what the markets are doing and uh that's exactly the way that we're we're looking at these things you know we're like i said still chasing the oil and gas industry but uh until uh we start hearing from these operators that, yep, things are starting to change, and, and we're looking at make, doing more projects. Uh, we've got to do what we got to do to stay in business and, and uh, chase these other avenues in the meantime.
1: Yeah, certainly some interesting times we're living in, and I think a lot of people would mirror your comments about, you know, going into the year, boy projects on the books everything the momentum was looking great and then you know in a matter of a couple weeks there isn't anybody doing anything in Russia and 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 OPEC and Saudi Arabia you get a double shock coming from the supply side a double shock from the demand side you know it's just it's something like we've never seen before and diversification is so very important you know you mentioned agriculture you mentioned I think some municipalities uh type of a type of work what in just kind of closing here um what are you hearing from your colleagues out there you know you've mentioned what you guys are doing but without naming any names are are you guys talking to you know people what they're doing what their thoughts are are they you know are they still feeling confident at this point or are they getting a little bit nervous
0: i think everyone's nervous um and there's been a lot of talk uh whether it be right here in the office uh you know, uh, our safety professionals talking to previous employers and, and colleagues, uh, all around the board, uh, and then talking to the people that we have typical day-to-day interaction with and, and seeing where they're going and, and what they're thinking and, and, uh, what's being passed down from the top to them. And, um, I think everyone's nervous right now. Uh, energy market is, you know, I think is the biggest, uh, the knee-jerk reaction is is uh, not happening quite yet, but some people are doing that. Like I mentioned, I heard, and I don't know for sure, but I heard that Ann shoots is is plugging all their wells this month in uh, in reaction to the oil markets and and the coronavirus. So, you know, it's it's play it by ear, see what everyone's doing, and and uh, hopefully we can stay ahead of it, and so that we're not trying to play catch up when this thing comes roaring back.
2: Here's the fact, Jason. You know, me being a gentleman and scholar, uh, there's social separation. You know what I'm doing? Social exploration. I'm talking to people. I'm out and about. I mean, most of the people are down, you know, and they're, you know, concerned and they're asking me what I've heard. But at the same point, you know, I'm staying positive. There's, you know, we're all in it together. You know, no matter what industry we're working in, we need to partner up and make things happen. You know, I'm a customer service kind of guy, Jason. Help me help you. I am I don't sell anything. I'm just here to make things happen.
1: Well, let's wrap up here. And I do want to apologize that um, you guys didn't have a better showing in the March Madness Crude Life Tournament. I, I see you got bounced in the second round by, who was it, Crestwood, which, you know, Crestwood. that's, that's a hey, Crestwood, a number one seed. That's not, you know, nothing to sneeze at, of course, but uh I don't know if you guys have been following the tournaments at all, but it uh, certainly has been uh, a nice distraction for for some folks out there.
0: I've been following it. Yeah, I've been watching it, and I was pretty bummed this morning when I seen that. <laughs> uh, I mean, at but, least it was Crestwood. I mean, I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
1: Boy, uh, they got they, they got the uh, canine uh, pipe inspections in the next round the 13 seeds been pulling off upsets and uh that's they've gotten some magic dice rolls for sure (laughs) and we're we're, what we're trying to do actually for the final four so if you know anybody let me know i might have to call coach bull down there at the university of wyoming and and see if he knows somebody but for the final four i'm hoping i can evolve it to like an esports actual thing to where we get a couple athletes or oil and gas people to you know, represent the Final Four teams and play on a Twitch account or something like that. I'll figure it out, but I, I do want to evolve past the dice to a new form of competition for the Final Four. So if you guys know any eSport athletes that want to step up to the plate, well, I'm looking.
0: All right. Keep our ears to the ground.
1: You got any picks? You got you want to make any predictions for who, who you think is going to win the whole thing?
2: Canine. Oh, oh,
0: whoa.
1: That would be the upset of 13 seed. That would be like Loyola Chicago winning it a couple years ago. I think that was the Villanova Crestwood's year. Gonna, Go ahead.
0: Crestwood's going to take them. Crestwood's going to take them out and, and take it all.
1: I think you're probably right. Crestwood is looking pretty tough. You know the one seeds. They have a distinct advantage, especially when they take on a 13 seed. You know, the more of the interesting matchups, like Johnny Green as the nine seed against Trunkwood as the five, you know, that's only a four-point difference. Like, you guys, you had to give up eight points out of the gate, so you were right at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? Oh, and ivory. oh, that's right. Oh, I rolled so bad for you guys. That's right. I think I got snake eyes a dozen times. (laughs) I felt so bad.
2: Thanks, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, I I
1: I could just imagine you guys watching and saying, "What does he hate us?" (laughs) I just (laughs) I do remember that one because that was my worst dice rolling the whole tournament, and I just felt so bad because um you know it it was just awful. But anyway, so well, I appreciate you guys you know participating, and at least you won the first round, and you know we'll keep you got the logo up on the deal, so you you get to ride those coattails the rest of the tournament way. So. Hopefully we can get you some exposure and people can have some fun with it and play along and et cetera. But, uh, any final words, you
0: guys?
2: Don't let quality go to the wayside. Give us a call Absolutely. cause we'll make sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, safety, quality, productivity in that order. Uh, I'd like to add one more thing. You know, we, uh, through all these economic hard times, we've been, uh, planning to do some expansion and broaden our horizons, uh, you know, we are uh, in the process of starting a couple more companies. Um, we're going to start uh, Wyoming Industrial Construction and move our steel building side of things over there. Uh, we're not going to really chase any of the mechanicals or anything that. We don't want to go into competition with our our greatest uh, general contractors that we work for. So we're not looking to do that. But um, talking about starting up a consulting and, and management firm as well, um, it's all going to be under the... WIC name uh, just uh, going to spread it out and uh, so within the next uh, six months I'd say that
2: you'll see three new WIC entities pop up